Two years ago, like a message in a bottle, I discovered a passage that I had written 10 years earlier while living in Burbank, California. As I read it, I remember being struck by the fact that I could very well have just written it. Now, as I write this, another two years have passed, and although in some respects I feel the same way, perspective and a whole lot of coach training is inviting me to take a deeper look. So it's not that the external things hadn't changed or evolved between the time I first wrote those words and when I found them again a decade later. During that time, our daughter had finished high school and college, my beautiful mother had passed, my husband and I were living in a different city, and our resumes were bullet point, quote, proof of the accomplishments that had been made along the way. And now, two years later, external things have absolutely changed as well, most significantly the global pandemic, which has affected each and every one of us in ways we never could have imagined. So in coaching, we talk about our who, understanding and empowering who we really are, rather than our definition of the who we think we are, or who we should be, or who we're taught to believe that we are. Some say that this is where the journey to higher consciousness begins. So you don't need to be a life coach to pick up on the tone of my words and my energy back then, or my willingness to trust the universe will provide. But now, through my coach's lens, I can see that there's more to investigate. So, so let me share with you for a minute what I wrote, just a little bit. I said, quote, I love my life right now. I loved it a year ago today, and chances are I'll still love it wherever I am 10 years from now. That's just who I am, unquote. So although I admit that the prophecy still rings true, and I do still love my life, it's, it's the implications of attributing this bold statement to the who I am that, that begs further inquiry. In retrospect, had I actually said those words out loud at the time, I might have been perceived as naive or idealistic or perhaps overconfident or cocky or even just just plain privileged. Likewise, I, I quite likely would have reacted to those judgments with defensiveness or even anger because I'd take it personally. I mean, why wouldn't I? If, if I'm going to define myself by my perspective towards life and someone criticizes my viewpoint, well, aren't they criticizing me? So although the chutzpah and sheer audacity of that declaration, that's just who I am, sounds like a a self-actualized, empowered person, I might challenge my former self and ask, well, what are you going to do with this self-awareness? I'd encourage myself to dig deeper, to discover what, what value is being honored by, quote, loving your life. What is it about you that allows you to view your life in that way? That's where the essence of who we, who we are lies and starts, we start to find it in our, in our values and our principles and our purpose. I may see my life one way while someone else might have a very different perspective. What's one man's trash is another man's treasure. The journey to higher, higher consciousness does not end with empowerment and self-awareness. It's, it's not a destination. It begins there a lifelong practice. It's what we do with that awareness and how we connect it 
to our values and principles that creates and defines who we are or who we want to be. So maybe 10 years from now, I'll reflect back on these words and bear witness to how much I've learned along the way. In any case, I am so grateful for the opportunity to perhaps inspire some of you to explore your own who and encourage you to evaluate, learn, and perhaps even redefine your own definition and tap into your unlimited potential and connect who you are to what you value and not what you do. That's it for me. I'm Lisa Hopkins. Thanks so much for listening. Stay safe and healthy, everyone, and remember to live in the moment.